0: or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi, everyone. I'm Jason Bellara, and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Today, I'm here with Jason Urusi. Jason is a multifamily investor and and, uh, lucky enough to call him a partner of mine. So I'm really excited about this one. Uh, Thank you for coming on the show, Jason. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, it's great. We put, uh, took a little bit of time for us to get this together, surprisingly <laughs> enough, all the conversations we're having each and every day, but That's right, sometimes right. to set aside yeah. a, you know an hour just to rock out a podcast takes a lot of planning.
0: Exactly. Yeah, we have lots of meetings. It just happened to be that this was the hard one to schedule. But uh, but again, thank you. And I, I just, I don't want to really read through your bio. I, I think uh, I've heard some of your story before, but it would be awesome if you just kind of take us back to how you get started in all of this and Um, a bit about your background would be would be great
1: yeah sure so uh jason yurusi yurusi holdings it's a multifamily investment firm uh, with my wife Peely that uh, we founded back in 2016. Uh, actually it goes back met my wife uh, in new york city back in 2003 took us to about 2013 to really get together but but in that in that mix of time um, we were running um, bars restaurants i'd opened and sold a brewery in new york city and we had done a lot of things in that space completely outside of where we are today. And Hurricane Sandy happened um, in New Jersey my dad has this uh, niche business uh, where he lifts and moves buildings. Um, so he's been doing that for 40, 45 years now. And his business just exploded, right? Because um, when that, that hurricane happened, all these houses were flooded and they need to be raised to be FEMA compliant or hopefully not just not flood in the future. My brother was working for me um, at the time. So P.D. E, myself, my brother went out to try and help pop really just, you know, keep up with the, the demand and went from, you know, he's doing about 12 to 15 of these projects projects. projects a year to, uh, at one point, we did about 300 in one year, it was just massively crazy. Um, That was great. You know, it was a lot of fun that really helped pop really just set the narrative. But we just, we knew that wasn't the direction, like I never got into that business. It wasn't where I wanted to evolve with our life. So we were just constantly trying to figure out how do we fill that gap where we can control our time, control our day, just control how we set up our future. Um, Peeley was pregnant with, um, you know, our first kid at that time. And it just kept going out, okay, we're working so hard, but you see this, you do this work. And the second you stop, then you're generating no, no, re- no more revenue, right? And that happens so much in time is that we're out there doing things. And then we're, we're basically trading our time for dollars, right? And that that's a lot of where people get into this point of life. And so we Thought about real estate. It was something we kept talking about. And we just said, okay, let's just take the leap and see what happens. But what we did at that time is Peeley went out and got our real estate license. We started um, doing flips and wholesales, you know, Airbnbs, but we were doing all these active things, right? We we're doing all these projects where now we're really busy helping, helping dad. And now we're just comboing on busy and busy and busier to get to the point here where we're like, wow, we, we wanted to get back our time, control the narrative. And now we're pushing further away from that destination further away from where we want to go. So it took us for PUE to meet someone at a, at a meetup that was basically doing long-term investing, but in a small frame. They were, they were buying single family houses, putting teams together, renovating them. We're like, well, that use case seems pretty interesting. So we dove in, started doing that in Indiana, but instead of the single family, we started doing it two units, three units, four unit properties. And it was it was really cool because we couldn't get in the way of being so busy because we're a thousand miles away so we had to empower other people to take action to set the narrative of how that process works and it started to really pay off right we we're like man this is great however scaling that was the point in the bottleneck and so we said okay well what else is there and i came upon large multifamily investing and that was that moment i was like oh that that's it that you can do right because i had run really big places you know like out in new york city just like Big bars, big restaurants, I just knew that when you have that, right, you can have a small restaurant or a large restaurant. It's, it's basically the same pro, uh, same thing, the same process. But when you go at it, you have so many more things that you can filter into your into your network, into your sphere when you have a bigger, uh, bigger business. So with multifamily properties, it was the same thing. We're like, man you can get this big apartment building instead of like treating it like a building. We start treating it like a property, a business, right? So we sold all those small properties, to wall into large multifamily really just set the network to just build the community around us and let it really just manifest from there. So we went from selling those three, four units and closed our first 94 unit back in uh, May of 2017. Since then we've um, done, I think about 12 syndications, uh, did, you know, we closed up six properties last year in 2021. We had um, five sales of of properties that had gone full cycle. We did a cash out refinance, It's it's accumulated somewhere, a little over 1100 units. It's just been a great run. And we're just excited to keep that narrative pushing forward into the future.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I I think you're, it all, like it all builds to something, right? Like you had the the business with your dad. and, And I imagine if he's doing, you know, 12 or 15 17 lifts a year and then you go to 300 that you've got to learn how to scale you're not you're not even you don't have an option but to figure yeah. out how it's not like it's not like you and your brother and your dad can be there uh, even with Billy's help you you can't you can't do it yourself so you've got to you know learn how to get that you know scale going right there and you know you, you managed uh, manage the bars so it seems like a lot of people I talk to myself it's like everything builds up together, right? It's like you just have these experiences along the way, and then it you know kind of we end up at multifamily I guess not everybody ends up at multifamily, but ultimately you sort of realize that the efficiencies are there. What did you so when you when you sort of made the transition to multifamily how how did you do that like you were you know, current sort of in those transactional businesses with wholesaling and flipping and everything. And then did you continue that process or you just kind of sold it all off and, and went right to the multifamily stuff?
1: We began to really fade ourselves out from there. Right. And, and it wasn't like, it wasn't a black and white, like shut the book today. Right. But we started close out our projects and what we were doing because you really have to put the blinders on because at a certain point here, you, there's, you know, real estate's fantastic. However, there's a million different ways. You want to do tax liens. You want to do Airbnb. You want to do, you know, luxury flips. You want to do low end flips. You know, you want to do single family rentals. You want to do multifamily. You, you could... Constantly, I mean you want to do mobile home parks, you want to do storage units. Like every time you listen to something, there could be something new and exciting. And that's what happens in most points. There's so many new and exciting things that it keeps people from taking any action because you get scared or you get excited about something else and so you never really dive in, right? And then there's people taking action that just hyper focus. So we said, okay, multifamily is the route to go. We have to really hone in to learn that process, get fluent with what we like and, and take away key things, right? So we knew that, oh, I'd listen to this group. Oh, they're managing their own properties. Well, for me, I'm in New Jersey at this time. I'm not going to be able to manage my own properties, right? Okay, cool. This is other group. Oh, they're doing syndication. Okay, what's that model? Let me learn about that. Oh, they're, they're taking it here They so they can buy larger properties, right? So they're raising capital so they can buy larger properties all to get from economies to scale, oh, that sounds interesting. Okay, let's look at that model. So we started building and just learning more questions to ask to get us to better answers, right? Because just like anything is most of the time, most stay in the sideline because they're trying to find like, like you said, like, you know, like we just start taking action and just, oh, look what I just figured out. Most of the times we try and find that best route, right? And so we spend all this time digging for this best route, but we never we just, we either get tired or fatigued, or we just get to a point where, like, oh, now we're, we've just lost interest, right? But sometimes you just take action, you say, okay, this is the route, right? Because if you could say, you know, 2003 to today, that all of a sudden that I'm, you know, doing this to this to this, like imagine trying to map this out in 2003, right? It would, it just would completely be off base. You know, I, I can imagine the, the destiny of my story back then to where it is today. But sometimes you do with the point of saying, okay, this is what I need to figure out right now. And that's going to get me to the next decision. And that's what we did with multifamily. We said, okay, I don't know what I don't know. So the best thing I can do, take a step, surround myself with great people, whether it be you know, internal team members, whether it be external team members, whether it be mentorship, put, put the right people around me to help guide me down this path, because I'm not going to know everything. They're not going to know everything. But the goal here is that as I keep going forward, say I'm heading from New York to, you know, I don't know, Los Angeles, right? So say I'm heading across the country, is that I need a mentor on my side that, okay, maybe I'm going, you know, West and all of a sudden I start going a little bit South. Well, before I hit Mexico, they say, Hey, hold on now, you know, like you're, you're way off base, right? That's where mentorship comes in you basically get the big things in your life. You say, okay, I got to go out there. I got to find a market. I got to build a team. I got to raise capital. I got to find properties, but it's these little in-between things like, you know, like SEC laws or other pieces where having that mentor on your side, where you can go ask a quick question and keep yourself on, on the map and on the journey. That's where you can really take action and, and make progress in your, in your
0: journey. Yeah. There's so much, I mean, it's really a good point that there's so much you can listen to all the podcasts, read all the books, and all of that, but it's like, and, and I, I'm, I feel like I realize a new things. Like look, this was in none of the books I read, or this was in nobody talks about this in a podcast. And it's just these, like you said, these little things that just come up along the way that you're like, oh, okay, well that's good. I won't, I won't make that mistake again, or I'll know that's coming next time. We'll be able to be more efficient with it. And then having that mentorship helps you maybe skip some of those mistakes. And you know, someone's basically probably already made them or learned learn from their mentor. You, I, I know you're like a big uh, mindset guy. You do a lot of, you know, on your, your Instagram, you're, you're always, it's at 432. Is that That's the right. wake up time? Tell yeah. me about, tell me about that. We've never actually really talked about it. I've sort of heard you mention it on other podcasts. Tell, tell me the significance there.
1: You know, I just started changing the narrative is that, yeah, as you can imagine, you know, years ago we were working all night Right, So so maybe 4.32 in the morning is like when we were getting off work and like going, going home or heading home, right? And so now you look at the narrative today, young family, lots of other points. Well, I have to get up and, and set the narrative for my day, right? Because in, in a lot of ways, how you wake up and how you go after the day is, is what's going to be the results of what you get from the day. And in lots of capacity, lots of people where they feel stuck in what they're doing is because they allow the chaos of the day or just the pace of the day to set the narrative for them in their life right? So they wake up, maybe they're a little bit late, or they hit snooze, they, they sleep a little bit in, uh, you know, they get out of bed, they're groggy, maybe, uh, you know, the kids are up or, or the dog had an accident, or, you know, they stubbed their toe, and now they're in a bad mood. And now, you know, they go out there, they, they grab something quick, because they're, they're a little bit late for work, so something poor to eat. And then they rush, they, you know, they get in the shower, they're running out the door, you get stuck in traffic, you get to work, there's one thing after the other, that's just not good news, not good news, not good news, you get to the end of the day, you're in traffic on the way home you're tired, you're exhausted, you get back, you know, you, you're like, oh man, let me just watch Netflix. I'm just, I'm just not going to do that again. I got to set up the next day. And then the same thing happens again. Right. And that's where a lot of people get stuck. And then a decade later, I was just like, how did I get to this place? Yeah. So I said, okay, things that happen in a day are going to be outside of my control. What I can control is how I show up. Right. So I got three awesome little kids. You know, they might wake up six. I don't know. They, are you know, it's, it's romper room. You, some mornings they're waking up late or, you know, you, you just don't know what's happening. Right. So I had to take back control of my day by getting up early. Right. And so I started getting up at 432 AM, 4, 3, 2, 1, get up, have a glass of water, meditate, do some brain games, go exercise, right. Get my mind right. So I can come in, be relaxed, spend time with the family get them out the door and be ready to go out my day. And no longer am I set up for the day saying, oh, that was a chaotic day or other points. So when things happen during the day, I say, okay, well, uh, that's just tackling, right? Doing the things that are a little bit more outside my comfort zone makes everything else that happens throughout the day easier. But it also, you know, I come back in, can go hang out with the kids, help them for a minute. Peewee can go take take a couple of moments, get herself set for the day. Because when we do that, we can prepare ourselves to really just launch out through the day. You set the narrative that, okay, good, I'm ready. Now let's go face this day because I'm in control of what happens. And when these little things come up, they're really not that big of things. But usually you run from one fire to the next. Like we've all been there. The day is just full of fires. and We think that's just how it is. And You, you think, oh, okay, well, tomorrow's, you know, I'll just get over it. And then tomorrow, same thing. And then that's where people see their days and their lives just pass them by because they don't get themselves out of the race that they think is being controlled by something else. And it's actually because they haven't taken the moment or put the discipline in to just control the narrative of what should be their day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I love, I, I love the mindset stuff. I love hearing that. I love, and I also know you're not just talking. I know that you're very committed to it. You, you do it daily. I, it's it's great I I think it's it's inspiring for people too and I think but it is easy to well I'm going to hit the snooze or well you know that this this day got away from me so you're you're 100% right it's like if you're if you're in front of whatever the problems might be and that maybe that means getting up early whatever it is like be be in front of it and then you're not reacting you're sort of like you said controlling the narrative you're, you're you're guiding the day and how it's going to go and it's i mean i also have kids and it's like it just gives you time to spend with family without always being on the run and and rushing through everything so uh yeah the kids the kids in romper room they don't they don't know about schedules so well so it's kind of like just... yes
1: and, and they don't care right, right. because they should <laughs> don't even know to care right they just want to spend time with dad right, right. they just want to kind of hang yeah. out and you think about, you know, just life in general, like so many reasons is like why failure set up, like think about like New Year's resolutions, right? It's because we put ourselves in a place where we're just not ready for it. We don't build ourselves in. So most people say, well, I just going to get up early. And the question is, well, who, whose story is that? Is that your story? Like, why can't you get up early? Like whose story is that? Right? Because most people, if you say, well, you hit snooze this morning, like, do you feel that much better for sleeping five more minutes? Like, did it, did it really help you that much? that you hit the thing 15 times in a row to, to nothing helped you. But if you just got up and just made that point, you wouldn't feel the stress you were just for seeing that you just happily felt like you got 15 more minutes of rest, right? Yeah. So just setting that pace to, to just change it a little bit. And usually we change or try and change so much, right? Oh, my New Year's resolution, I'm gonna lose 150 pounds. You haven't, you haven't literally walked in four years, but somehow you're going to do this magical thing. Instead of just saying committing to a task and not a goal, right? Because the task, like the goal, you know, was a point where say you want to like, I'm going to lose weight, right? Well, if you start working out regularly after that, you might put on a little bit of muscle and now you're getting upset here because you're actually, your weight's kind of staying the same because you're actually, but you're feeling better, right? So it might just be, I'm going to start, maybe I'm going to exercise 10 minutes a day. That's it. And then I'll build myself a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, right? The same thing with waking up early or, you know, or even just working out or just eating better, right? You don't have to go and be pristine. What you have to do is just start slowly changing the narrative to tell your minds, okay, there's a new sheriff in town. I'm going to start changing things up here and not go rogue off the point where, where you act and, and all of a sudden you say, well, I did great this week. So on Saturday, you go out and ruin yourself, you know, drink a bunch of beers and eat all those food just because you say, I deserve a reward, Right. This, what we're doing, like, this is not something I'm doing this to to get a reward. It's not like, oh, at the end of the week, I can get a cake, right? It's just, this is what I do. This is what I do in my life. And it's been a series of little movements that become the big movement it looks like now, but it's just my life. And most times we're trying to find, like, the reward at the end. Like, oh, if I do this, this is, I can get rewarded, you know, fill in the gap, right? So some big prize. But the prize is really that your life is going to be better. That's the prize. No prize needed because the prize shows in the results.
0: Yeah. The prize is every day. You're not Correct. like people, I I actually like that you brought up resolutions because I I I purposely refuse to start anything new January first. I just it's like because I associate it with people going to the gym on January 1st. Right. It's like, I, I go to the gym always, and then suddenly on January 1st, it's crowded. You can't like, can't get to any of the machines you want to eat, whatever that is. And then you just wait a month, and then it's back to the way it was. And it's just, so that, that's kind of in my mind. I'm like, that's, that's what a resolution means. And so I, I think your point about you're just changing who you are, that this is your life. And it's not like, even if you say, oh, you set this resolution, I'm going to lose whatever weight. Whatever it is, I'm going to start, you know, eating better. But to me, also the resolution implies that there's an end point. Right. And it's like, okay, so what if you do lose 150 pounds? What do you do after that? Yeah. Are you now Where's the, the person- stopping point? Right. right. And, and
1: that's what it is. Like where it is. Like where's the stopping point? Right. And the, and the same thing is like, it's all arbitrary. Like, oh, like, oh, I already messed up my New Year's resolution. I guess I'm going to wait till next year. Like who cares? <laughs> right. Like what's right. the, it's literally, you just like, what about right now? Like yeah. when's the best time to do something? Right now. Like I like right now is the best time. Like no matter what you want to tell me is that you're going to get started next week or two weeks later? But it's it's like getting back to multi. It's the same thing. When's the best time to get in this market? Well, right now. What do you think prices are too high? Maybe you think prices could go up. Maybe you right you think cap rates are going to go down? Maybe you think interest rates are going to go down? Maybe right. So when's the best time? Are you going to predict the the market? You know, or are you just going to get in there, learn, and let the pieces fall in your favor because of you taking action right and that's most of the narrative here is that any action beats any beats inaction at every point at every point right we get stuck in this point where well let me just think about it and i'll come back to you well what's that going to do like thinking about it like nothing's going to get done right there's no success that's ever happened by someone just thinking about it yeah
0: yeah no so true i mean it, it is and i I mean, I, I was that person, like for a long time, I was that person with, with real estate. It was like, I, I I always worked in construction. It was like a side hustle kind of thing, like doing that stuff. And then I was, I got caught up, caught up. I became a veterinary surgeon and that was my job. And I, I was like, someday I'll get back to real estate. And it was always like, well, I don't have enough money yet. I don't have enough time. I don't have, you know, whatever it was. And then, and now I look back and I'm like, if I had started a little bit back in 2010 2012 2015 like just think about how far ahead and and people who are starting you know people who start 10 years from now are going to be looking back at us and saying Correct. if i had started back then, like you hear the people now that are like you know flying in their private jets and all this stuff and it's like they they just they just did a smart thing. They just got started. And so it's it's just, like I said, taking action towards, towards what, well, whatever you whatever You know, part of that
1: narrative, it, it kind of goes on, on twofold here, is that if you think about our journey, is that everything you've done in your life, right, where you, where you tell yourself like the construction work or like, you know, the veter- veterinarian work, like all the things you're doing helps you to be a better multifamily investor, right? We just don't see it the through line, right? Cause like you, you know, working with clients or going out there, seeing how the trades interact or going out there, you know, doing um, different contracts or working with insurance companies, like all those pieces of the puzzle built to who you are now, right? Cause I, that question I, I get asked from time to time is like, you know, what would you tell yourself 10 years um, ago? And it was like, it wouldn't matter cause I wouldn't be ready to do what I was doing today right? Because 10 years ago, all the lessons learned to today have built for me to be able to do what I'm doing, right? All the pieces before, like I could have been like, here's all the keys to the kingdom, you know, 20 years ago. And I'd be like, I can't do that, right? Because I wasn't in the mental place to understand that taking the next step is going to get me to a better question, which gets me to a better answer, which gets me to the result. But now everything, all the things I've used through this course where, you know, I say, okay, I'm here today. And the path, you know, like, it looks like, oh, I was there and now I'm here, but it was here, you know, it was a big zigzag all Mm -hmm. over the place of a series of events that have given me the guidance to be able to use that today in the actions I'm taking.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that does make sense. I mean, and I have thought about that. It's like, okay, would my 2010, 2012 self, would I've been like, yeah, I'm going to invest in multifail. You know what I mean? I just don't know that I would have had the mindset or whatever to, to do it at that point. So you're right. Maybe, maybe that advice to your younger self thing doesn't, I mean, I talk to a lot of young people that I work with and stuff. And I'm like, listen, if you start now, you're at such a, such an advantage, but, but it does take a lot of, you know, sort of shift in that narrative because we don't, we don't learn this stuff. Nobody, nobody teaches you, financial freedom financial responsibility like what's the best way to you know sort of grow your wealth they don't teach you that stuff in school they don't teach it's it's something that i i really feel passionate about teaching young people especially in you know the veterinary field it's like you're the best time to start is now and use time to your advantage so i I think you're, you're you're so right and it's just getting that message out there and so to that point i know you have um this seven-figure multifamily, right? You do, you guys do a conference and everything like that. Um, you want to talk about that a little bit and what your, you know, kind of mission behind that is, and and how you structure all that.
1: Yeah, sure. You know, we had the fortune that um, shortly after closing our first project um, back in 2017, you know, we were in New Jersey and we were like, well, let's look for like a RIA or a meetup to go to. It's just a multifamily, right? And there wasn't, right? Everyone you go to is like. One week it's flipping, then it's you know, notes, then it's foreclosures. We're just like, okay, that's cool, you know, like, but I, I wanna really be hyper focused. So we started a meetup, right? And you know, first month it was 30 people. Then it was fifty people. Then it was hundred, and then we grew that meetup out there in New Jersey to like twenty five hundred members. Right? It was just huge. It was awesome. Just because you were finding this point where people just wanted to come together, and what I was seeing there was a lot of people really just starting to take action and more action, just getting there, find the confidence. Right? But you know, we could we could really just time a lot. It would do it once a month. Right on a part. So it was a slow build. And so we started Seven Figure Multifamily um, with uh, Bill Allen over with Seven Figure Flipping, who um, we was the mentorship we were in when we were single family investors, right? right? And what it's allowed here is, you know, we have 50 businesses in the, in the mastermind now. We've allowed us to really just pass on the information that we've learned to help them set the narrative, to help them create the new future for them, to help them uh, put together the legacy they want in the future. So sevenfiguremultifamily.com. That's the site and learn more about it. We do a live event. Uh, the next one is uh, Multifamily Live. It's in June, June 2nd uh, through the 4th in Nashville. If you went over to seven figure flipping, or sevenfiguremultifamily.com, you can see everything about that. Um, but it's just, it's been awesome, right? So we had Accountability calls today. We had a you know a group close call, a twenty unit group calls, a thirty nine unit group calls, a twelve unit right. So like another one um, under contract in a nine unit. Just like it's a lot of fun seeing all these people just out there just crushing it because instead of just saying you know I just wish I could do it now you've put a bunch of people together in a room that are all learning together, all building together right, and so now you're starting to up the narrative of the group because everyone sees the successes, the abilities, the points. And where we can help is continue to give them the guidance where they need it. And also when things come up, we have the experience to say, yes, that can be handled this way, or it's not as big a deal as you think, or here's another step to your process. And that's been so hugely beneficial to see these people really just changing the narrative of what they're doing and taking
0: action. Yeah. Oh, very cool. I, uh, I, I we'll put we'll uh, put the uh, link to the conference as well and into the show notes when we when we put it out. Um, I, yeah, all I, I, really like. I mean, the mind stuff stuff. we haven't talked a lot about real estate. Really, but talk more about mindset. But I think it's so important because the the real estate, multifamily real estate, is is the vehicle, right? To that we're using to get to ultimately, really, what we want is that, you know, sort of freedom. Uh, and, 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 you know, talked about you know, freedom, just being being in control of the day, but, but ultimately being in control of your life over time. So it, it's kind of that's, that's really the, the meaning. Um, Jason, let's switch gears to the, the questions portion of this. Um, so the, the first one is has to do with the name of the podcast being know your why. So so what is your why? What, what drives you at this point?
1: You know, I want to put my kids in the best position to have the guidance to make great decisions, right? And so it's just empowering them that I, I don't want to tell them the answers. I want to put them in a great positions to be able to make good decisions in the future. So when we're buying multifamily right now, it's... We, we never really talked to them about the price, but, but now we're even living down in, um, you know, south of Nashville and we have a couple of communities in, in this town, right? And we'll take the kids by and just say, hey, you know, we brought this building and we're going to make it a better place for these people to live, right? And then they can see that happen where it starts to be a better place, look a little better. Maybe there's some kids like them playing outside, right? And they can start seeing that happen in real time. And they say, okay, they get daddy and mommy by these buildings that, that didn't look nice before. And they go out there and they make them look better, right? They, they make them look like happier places, right? And when you do that, it serves the community. And if you think about the effect of there, if you focus on that first, make this a better place to live, not only does it start to make it make the tenants happier, start to create more revenue, generate more revenue, right? Which makes the property run better, which of course trends down to creating better returns now for our investors, right? So it becomes a 360 cycle. But what they see is that first part is that this is what we're doing to help others, and when you can put that in front of your children here where they can start seeing it, they get it. You know, like at one point, like they got a little allowance, like seven bucks and they, they came and said, like, daddy and mommy, can we put this into that building? You know, and it's just like, okay. You know, sure. Like we'll, <laughs> we'll do it just so they can see the cycle of it. Right. And that that's always a lot of fun is that when you can help them be ready to make good decisions, that's everything about being a parent.
0: Yeah, for sure. hundred percent agree. That's awesome that they're, they're coming to see the properties. I, I, uh, my kids will, I guess my son will be probably to the point where he's starting to understand that soon. So he hears me talk about it. He wants, I was, I couldn't believe it. We were driving to school one day and, and he said something to the effect of someday I want to buy real estate like daddy or something. Like, awesome. I, I don't know where it came from. I was like, I don't sit, I didn't sit there and talk to him about it really, but he just hears me talking about it. And I was like, okay, we, we can make that happen for sure. So yeah, it's it's really cool just to see them kind of kind of get that, you know, get the picture and, and see. And yeah, just just helping people giving back, making the communities better is, is, uh, is phenomenal. Um, tell us something about yourself that that maybe isn't common knowledge, something uh, special skill, hobby, something like that.
1: Uh, I think a lot of people know I've run a lot. So I, I run, I run a ton, you know, and I've done that run a couple ultramarathons, ultra marathons. So I, I do that pretty religiously here. Um, I, I've, I've pretty much broken every finger uh, on, on my, on all my hands at some different point, one with a sledgehammer. So I, okay. I, I, I've set that narrative here. I uh, lived in Europe for two, three years uh, back early two thousands, So those are probably the first thing that come to mind, but yeah, good question.
0: Have you done Boston? boston marathon
1: i have not i've done new york i did not do boston actually um i ran like a 318 in a marathon last year or something like that was it last Mm -hmm. year and i i just missed um the qualifier for for boston i didn't even know what the qualifier was i just i usually never pay attention when i go to these races and someone's like did you qualify i was like qualify for what like boston i was like i have no idea and i was off like four minutes i was
0: like dude if i if
1: i knew that i would i would maybe change that but you know (laughs) it's always in hindsight
0: you can you can go because i ran boston via charity and i didn't like that i think the best marathon I did was 330 so i i never qualified but i i ran boston just that's where i'm from and so it's a great like obviously historic race but it really is like a cool a cool race a cool course everybody turns out to watch it so uh you you should you should do it at some point it's a lot of fun i would love to do new york someday um We'll uh, we'll put this in the show notes, but what's the best way for people to reach you?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, they can go over to YarusiHoldings.com, Y A R U S I. You basically find everything about our company, Peely and I, Seven Figure Flipping, how to connect with us, the podcast. You can find it all there.
0: Okay, perfect. Last question, and you sort of touched on this. So I won't, I usually ask people, what would you give a, a, a younger person? Uh, what advice would you give to you know, person a person a little bit back? But I, just in general, what, what would you tell people? that are considering um, getting started in, in uh, real estate investing.
1: Just be curious, just ask questions, right? Most times when we're younger and even when we're older, we don't want to ask. And especially like, you know, you think of a kid, like you ask all kinds of questions, right? Cause you're curious and and you're not worried about how you look, but most of the time in life that we get to a point where like, Oh, I don't want to ask that question. I want to look stupid. Right. I don't want, I want someone to think like silly of me, but probably like 95% of the room was like hoping someone else asked that question. Right. And so if you can get out there and just say, well, I have to ask this question, right? And if it's going to take me asking a question that might be able to help me forward, and maybe I will look dumb, but it might help me, right? I better just keep asking these questions yeah. because being curious and just asking questions and just trying things out, don't wait for, for hoping things are going to happen. Just go out there and try stuff because it's better to roll out what you don't want to get you quicker to what you do want, Right. Oh, I want to go out there and flip houses. Well, go try, right? Because you might find like, oh, I hate working with contractors. Okay, well, maybe you're not going to flip houses then, right? So but at, least you, at least you didn't spend three years learning about it and then go try it and realize I don't like working with contractors, right? right? So it, it just think about anything that you could do. Just go out there and try something and it will probably help you uncover a better route of where you want to go by just trying something, right? Maybe it helps you find something that you like better, or maybe you say, "Oh, I don't like that." Okay, at least you cross something off, right? Now you have less things to pick from. Cool. Now, now you're closer to the to the goal.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, as you mentioned earlier, it's it's there's a million different ways to invest in real estate and 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 be involved in the industry somehow, and it's like actively, passively, on so many different levels. So so yeah, I mean, f- figuring out what. What you don't like to do is, is actually probably a really great great way to approach it uh, rather than wasting a bunch of time, you know, just reading book after book on, on something that you think you might like. And then once you get into it, you find out you don't. So yeah, we um, want the
1: perfect path, right? right we, we all want the perfect right, path. And, right. and as much as we all, I'd love to sit here and say, yep, it's there. Don't worry. Just keep reading books, right? It's in the doing. Yeah. And the path's not going to be perfect, but it will be ideal when you when you start taking the action to get there.
0: Right, right. Yeah, once you figure that out, then you can you sort of create that perfect, perfect path from then on, right? (laughs) Once you figure out the thing you enjoy doing, and and what provides you the lifestyle that you want, and then you can kind of go from there. Um, Awesome, Jason. Well, this was great. Uh, I won't won't keep you up all night. I know uh, you got kids there. So I will, we'll stop here. And uh, you and I will talk again soon, I'm sure. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for thanks for coming on the podcast. 100% Thank you for having me. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you.